What's up everybody, it's Dan, Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the office. Uh, it is a cold and kind of dreary November day. It's actually Saturday, doing this uh, a day early because I have obligations tomorrow that I won't be able to get a podcast done. And I'm trying to be better about getting these things done regularly. Um, apologize for the big gap uh, last month and I'm trying hard to not uh, have that happen again. Um, I appreciate you guys, the likes, the subscribes, the shares, the mentions. I uh, had a couple people have been sharing them on Facebook uh, so that's super helpful. Appreciate that very much. Uh, it does go a long ways towards just spreading the awareness and, and growing the business. And it's a, it is a long uphill climb. Uh, nothing happens overnight. And uh, so I'm just trying to be patient and let this, let this grow organically. And by organically, I mean everybody tell everybody. <laughs> so, so thank you. I appreciate it. Um, hopefully the heater humming in the background isn't, uh, isn't too distracting. Um, but yeah, I had an interesting request uh, a while back and um, I finally get around to it. Someone had asked about parts hoarding and or preparation and I am a big proponent of prep and for me if you followed me for any length of time you know that's not uh, I mean like we've got three months worth of food in the garage and every truck I drive has a small bag in it with extra clothes, uh, you know, a magazine for my concealed carry. It's got some food. It's got first aid kit. Um, you know, like, I'm just prepared for whatever. Because um, you don't know. Especially out here on the West Coast, we have things that happen with zero warning like earthquakes and uh, you know <laughs> blizzards uh, we do have a volcano actually there's seven volcanoes around us here that uh, the last one erupted in 1980 81 so you know stuff happens and uh, it's good to be prepared um, and on that same vein uh, I stock for my personal trucks I usually have uh, one of everything <laughs> so uh, you can break this down into layers uh, or levels uh, however you if you're from Europe um, the you know the best thing to do is to start with the basics um, you know if you guys are doing your own maintenance you know oil changes coolant flushes belts, hoses, whatever. I recommend that everybody always have the enough on the shelf for one service. So always have 
an extra oil filter, have extra seven quarts of oil, have extra fuel filter, um, you know, all that stuff. Always have a kit ready to go on the shelf. Uh, we learned anything from the last few years, it was supply chain stuff. And the oil filters that we use are generally some of the most common oil filters in the world. And my local Napa, because that's where I buy most of my parts from, uh, had run out. There were no 1515 oil filters on the shelf. And that's one of the downsides or upsides to having the most common filter in the world is that a lot of stuff uses it. So when the supply runs out from the manufacturer, it goes fast. So, you know, there were no 1515 oil filters, which made me nervous, but I had enough on the shelf here at the shop because, you know, we stock a lot of stuff that, you know, I, we were able to get through all the jobs and all the things we needed to do um, and, and, and be okay. And I was able to get restocked um, before we needed stuff again. But some of you guys aren't so lucky. You know, if you wait until the day of to do an oil change, you go to the store and you get the filter and you get the oil and you get the stuff, it might not be there. And okay, it's not the end of the world. You didn't change your oil this weekend. But what about next weekend? What about, you know, oh, my main car broke down, my wife borrowed the truck, whatever, and I got to drive the Scout this week. Well, now you're putting a couple hundred miles on old oil, low oil, you know, and it's not the end of the world, especially if you're running seven quarts. It'll last, you know, I've, I am guilty of putting 10,000 miles on oil, on oil before doing a change. It happens. <clears throat> but what I'm getting at is it's good to have a stock on hand. You know, a filter and some oil doesn't take up much space, especially if you've got a medicine cabinet in the back of your scout, uh, like we sell, that carries five quarts of oil and room for a filter and room for other stuff. So you could always even rotate out your stock like that. You know, carry your oil on board, and then when it comes time for the change, you use the oil that was in the cabinet and then restock that. Um, you know, but base, just your basic first level of, of whatever I think you should have filters and fluids on the shelf. Like that's the bare minimum to keep them going. And then the next level is wearables. Uh, and I don't mean uh, Apple Watch. I mean fan belts, uh, radiator hoses, heater hoses, uh, fuel line. Uh, not a lot of it, but you know, some. U-joints, uh, wheel bearings, brake pads or brake shoes. I think it was very important to have a set on the shelf just for whatever, in case it's time. 
because you don't know when that U-joint's going to go out if you're not doing maintenance on it. Or even when you do maintenance, like stuff wears out. It just does. So, you know, having the bearings, having the seals, having the U-joints, having that stuff on the shelf in the garage or in your spare bedroom in a tote or, you know, whatever is the next line of preparedness um, that I think people should have. Uh, and I, I know everybody's budget is different and it's it's tough sometimes, but if you are thoughtful and you know, okay, it's time for breaks, you do a break job or someone does a break job for you, um, buy a second set of pads and now you have them on the shelf so when it's time to do another brake job in three years you have your pads they're already paid for doesn't cost you anything in parts and they're ready to go so then if you if you for you know if you don't have the budget like if, if times are tough but you got to do brakes at least you've got them you can do them and then you can buy your replacement pads when money comes back in or you know if things are fine then yeah you use your old pads buy another set of pads put them on the shelf and now you're good to go again because you don't know when your brakes are going to wear out you don't know your driving habits you don't know what's going to happen in the next two three years so you know having this stuff on the shelf and being prepared is um it's just a time saver it's peace of mind it's it's good and in the event that you god forbid you know this is hypothetical it should never happen to you but you sell your scout or you sell your truck or travel all you have all these parts that can go with it you know to make sure that the next buyer next owner uh, is properly outfitted with the parts that it needs so that you know you set them up for good ownership as well um, so that's important but yes, you know, next time you're buying a fan belt, buy two of them. Um, next time you're buying whatever, you know, buy an extra, keep it on the shelf, have it at the ready for whatever happens, because you just don't know. Um, new parts fail, it happens. So having a second one on the shelf, or having one on the shelf is just a, is a good idea. Um, and then after that, now you start getting into the it gets a little deeper uh, depending on your space depending on um, you know how much work you do yourself then you know now what do you start holding on to if you've got the wearables um, I know people like to have thermostats on hand uh, I know guys that keep heater cores because um, some of these things are when they fail <clears throat> it might not be uh, you might not think much about it but when your heater core goes out and you you know not that you're stranded but like it becomes an instant inconvenience uh, you know summertime not a big deal but if you're driving in the winter and the fall it can be a big deal uh, so having a heater core because the other thing is heater cores they're not the easiest thing to get uh, the D series non AC heater cores have been 
had been out of stock for like two years and they're finally available again so you know uh, having that stuff on the shelf saves saves you a lot of headache and a lot of hassle so you know stocking things like that um, I know guys that keep axle shafts with the u-join in them just on the shelf uh, if you break an axle whatever it's it's easy to change it out uh, rear end same thing you know if you on the rear axles on the scouts anyways if you have a wheel bearing go bad and the axle falls out uh, a lot of times it wrecks the uh, splines or it can damage the backing plate of the axle so some people keep extras of those around because you you know you're gonna need it at some point um, and then you know beyond the wearables beyond the the usable parts uh, then you start getting into the future like what ifs like um, like you it's really 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 hard to buy engine parts for the six cylinders anymore uh, and I don't mean the AMC ones I mean the IH six cylinders so you know having an engine rebuild kit having you know with pistons and rings and all of that stuff if you're gonna keep your scout or your international for a long time and you're gonna pass it on to your kid or whatever maybe it's not so crazy that you have a rebuild kit uh, you know it's what are they thousand bucks I know it's expensive but it's way cheaper than 10 years from now having a machine shop tell you that they can't do it at all and you need to swap something else in so something to consider um, transmission rebuilt kit uh, transfer case rebuilt kit you know that kind of stuff is good to have you know the Dana 20s and the 205s they were used in a lot of trucks for a lot of years so I doubt we're ever gonna run out of um, those rebuild kits but having one on the shelf now for when the potential comes up that you might need it um, you know that's also helpful um, and it saves you some money too because the price of everything just keeps going up so you buy your 205 rebuild kit for $200 now and then when you need it in five years they're $300 well you know your money ahead so um, that sort of thing is probably the next layer is, is rebuildable parts that may or may not exist in 10 or 15 years from now um, and you know and that goes for interior stuff too like heater switches wear out headlight switches fan or you know motor switches they have a tendency to go out when you know it's least expected as well so you know get an extra headlight switch get an extra blower switch wiper switch they're small they don't take up much space some of them are not available new anymore so you need to buy a good used so make sure that you reach yourself a tested proven switch that you can just label it and and put it in a tote 
And, uh, and then that's the other thing is make sure you're marking this stuff so you know what it is because in 10 years from now you might not know what the heck you bought. Um, and then also when you pass it on to the next owner, they need to know what they're getting. Um, or if you end up selling all this stuff someday, you need to know what you're selling. So, um, you know, put it in a tote, organize it, you know, something with a good lid that's kind of, I don't want to say airtight, but, you know, keeps the, the critters out, keeps the moisture out. If you live in a real wet climate, um, you know, a little silica or whatever that stuff is, it keeps the humidity down in those things or, you know, keep it in your garage, whatever. Um, but all these sorts of things uh, are good are good to have if you're and intend on being a, an IH owner for a long time or here's the other thing to that to this side of this is let's say you buy another one let's say you buy another scout and it needs something well you've already got it it's on the shelf you've got your tune-up kit you know and I guess that's something I didn't cover early on uh, that in that secondary layer of belts and hoses and and whatnot you should have tune-up you know spark plug set uh, wire set cap rotor <clears throat> um, you know if you have electronic ignition have another pickup module if you're running points have another points and condenser set have a coil have all that tune-up stuff so I'm sorry that I missed that in the second layer but uh, yeah that's that's important stuff to have early on um, and so back to my other point when you if you buy another one you bring another one in you have all this stuff on the shelf that is easily you can easily apply it to the new truck because there is a lot of crossover in in the parts that the vehicles used so you have these parts on hand ready to go so you can jump right into your new project instead of having to order stuff or or you did order something and it comes back and it turns out it's wrong you know you have yours to compare against and and try out so having all this stuff on the shelf ready to go uh, it really opens up your options for the future uh, and then and then as you get into like the future future like um, for me my 64 travelette it is deteriorating. Uh, you know, I drive it every day. It was already kind of rusty when I got it, and now you know I'm just in the last four years I've watched it just rust a little more. So I've got front fenders that are clean and set aside. I've got another short bed that is clean and set aside. I have a tailgate that's clean. So when the day comes that we do a restoration on this Travelette. I have all these clean parts ready to go um, and that's going to save a ton of time and get it in and out of the body shop that much faster. So if you know that your truck is the front fenders are rusting through, start looking for another set. Uh, if you have a Scout and front fenders are hard to get nowadays, if you stumble into a pair of fenders buy them because you know yours are going to get banged up or when the time comes for restoration you might need them um you know quarter panels end caps all the sheet metal stuff that um 
you're going to need in a restoration. You might not need it now, but it's not getting any cheaper. And some of this stuff they don't make anymore. So if you stumble into a a you know a cache of of used parts that is good, I recommend that you consider buying it if you have the space and you have the the thought that you're going to keep this truck forever or or whatever. But um, you know, like I said, I have everything but a cab for my red truck pretty much set aside. So, you know, yeah, that might be excessive for most of you, but I plan on driving these things for, you know, another 50 years because that'll make me 94. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I just, I don't want to be caught without something. So, so I have everything that I need. Um, so yeah, so that's something to just keep in mind. Glass is one of those things that you know it could be smart to keep, especially um, the curved stuff. If you have a travel all and you stumble into some curved side glass, like buy it. Just put it in the rafters of your garage or wherever. Store it upright. Do not lay it down flat. Um, store it upright and and hang on to that stuff uh the windshields may or may not um those that's it's hard to say because they use those windshields for a lot of years d series windshields are one of those things where i would recommend you buy one and put it aside because the stock on those is hit or miss and the companies that make them they could stop making them at any time so having a d series windshield in the rafters would be a good idea same with the rubber gaskets. Um, it's always good to have that stuff in a pair. Don't go out and buy glass without buying a new gasket um, just because it's you're going to need it. So, um, you know, so just think about your situation. Think about your, you know, what your long-term goal is. And, you know, if you're thinking about passing this truck down to your kids, be realistic. In 40 years, it's going to need fenders rockers quarter panels floors it's gonna need all this stuff so do your kid a favor and start stocking up on this stuff now start gathering sheet metal find a better top find whatever you need to do and just stash it if you can i know it's hard it takes up some room gets in the way your old lady yells at you every time she tries to get the Christmas tree out of the attic and there's a scout fender and a floor pan. Like, I know, I hear it. But just think about, you know, the long-term side of it. Um, you know, you guys have no problem saving for their kids' you know, college or whatever, even though that's a terrible gamble. But you know what's always going to be worth something? A scout. So, just... Think about that but anyways to the to my original point just do it in layers get yourself a filter some filters oil you know the next time you think about it get some belts hoses get a tune-up kit and then you know start looking into switches latches going up from there so anyway um yeah hopefully that gave you something to think about i'm sure i overlooked 
some stuff. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure someone will tell me what I did. So anyway, uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any other podcast suggestions, please let me know. Uh, just through any of the social media avenues, I am around. So I'm always receptive. Just um, let me know, and uh, and I'll do my best to try to make it happen. So thanks again, everybody. Uh, until next time, I'm Dan from Binder Boneyard.